Have you ever heard the term price conditioning and you're not quite sure what it means? Well, you're going to learn all about it on today's show. Now, before we get started on today's show, I want to make sure you're all getting signed up for Epic 2023 in Las Vegas. It's going to be on March 16th and 17th. We have an amazing lineup of keynote speakers and educational breakouts. You will not want to miss it, so get signed up today at epic2023.com. Now, just one more thing before we get into today's show. If you're not signed up for any events, whether it's an in-person event or a virtual event, take a look at the event calendar at events.mycontractuniversity.com and get signed up. They're all absolutely free for all members, so take advantage of it and sign up for some events today. Okay, well, let's get started with today's content. Today, we've got the one and only Mr. Drew Cameron. He's going to talk about price conditioning and why it's so important when you're at the kitchen table inside the home. Take it away, Drew. Welcome. I'm Drew Cameron with EJ Contractor University, and welcome to another episode of Cracking the Code. Today, we're going to talk specifically about price conditioning. This is a technique and a topic that comes up quite a bit during our sales conversations when we're doing sales training and coaching. And so let's dive right into the content. So what we're talking about with price conditioning is <clears throat> whenever you go out and visit a customer, whether you be a technician in the home or a salesperson, comfort advisor in the home, and a customer starts to bring up the com conversation of money, you can't hide from it. If you do, you impact the position of trust that we talk about building in the elevated consumer buying experience. That's one of the, the uh, techniques that we talk about, one of the skills that you have to have in, in sales, in the, especially when you're elevating the consumer buying experience. You're transcending what most salespeople do because most salespeople are transactional. We want to be transformational. And so the way we do that is by realizing that our job is to teach customers how to buy and where value comes from. And when it comes to price, we're money, right? Um, think for a moment that these customers are, are just, they're worried. They, they've never bought a heating and cooling system before in most cases. You get to do this maybe one to two times in your life. And so they're not sure what to do. They're not sure what these things cost. That's why sometimes they, they think they got to get multiple bids. And they don't know that they can't comparison shop this. And so we talk about all of those techniques and concepts in the sales training. But this concept of price conditioning is one in which you have to be prepared to respond to a customer or even lead with it uh, if you sense that the customer is price sensitive uh, you know, or money sensitive because, again, that's the pink elephant in the room, right? They want to know how much this is going to cost. And, and the longer you kind of put it off, the more they may even get worried about it. And then that starts to impact their ability to trust you. And so if they ever basically say, well, just give me an idea. Give me a ballpark. Okay, well, depending on when that happens during your time with the customer is going to determine how much information you already have to determine how accurate this range can be. And the reason I say that is, is because in many cases what happens is I get into a house and maybe five minutes into the conversation, a customer starts talking about money and price and, and asking for a ballpark. And if I haven't seen the house and I haven't seen the layout of the duct system, and I haven't seen the layout of the controls and I haven't seen maybe uh, the electrical panel and um, some, some code deficiencies, if you are, or things that have compromised the existing machinery, the, what I call the pre-existing conditions and comorbidities that led to the death of the existing machine and, and some safety or performance issues that are out there. If I haven't seen all of that yet, obviously I can't speak to what the ultimate price will be, right? The, the total investment or the monthly payment but I can give them, based on my knowledge of what I've seen up to this moment, 
a range. And that's really what it is that we're talking about. Because if I acknowledge the range and, and, I, and I frame it in such a way that uh, it makes sense to them, we can continue forward and have an open and honest dialogue. And so this technique is really important. And again, I'm going to just teach the technique here today on cracking the code. But if you want to learn how this plays into your sales process and when this might happen and the details around this and how this kind of plays, you know, plays into the bigger picture of ultimately earning the customer's business, I invite you to attend the Elevated Consumer Buying Experience training you know, that I do virtually online. So that being said, let's talk about what price conditioning is. Price condition is basically a technique that allows you to talk about money or pricing early in the conversation so that when you actually reveal what the total price will be for the scope of work that you have now identified, that you're never shocking the customer because you had a conversation somewhere along the way, maybe five, 10 minutes into the, your first visit with the customer, maybe an hour into your visit with the customer, you know, but maybe even on the first visit before you did a second visit and went back and shared findings, options, pricing, and payment plans with customers as well. So, you should never get to a point in the sales process where the, when the first time you are uh, sharing pricing with a customer and the scope of work is the first time they're hearing about price or money. And the reason is, is that you will probably shock them. And if you've ever been on a call where the customer, you, you quoted something to the customer and the customer was shocked and said, $14,000, my goodness, I thought I could do something like for seven. We should never end up there. And if you do, that's because you allowed that to happen. You didn't give the customer the ability to frame this. And when they, when you give them the frame, then they can, you know, they can, they can object to the frame. And and then you maybe you don't even waste your time spending the next hour or so if that's you know where you get. If you can't get past you know the price conditioning step, we may never get to a conversation of actual price and money and payment plans. And that that's rare, but it does happen. But again, price condition gets me to a place to where when I do finally share pricing with a customer and payment options with a customer, they're not shocked. They're not surprised. It's within the wheelhouse or the range that they were expecting. So how do we do this? Number one, I'm going to emotionally prepare the customer because I understand you know, money's, money's a big concern. Obviously, it's expensive to own a home. It's expensive to maintain a home. It's expensive to make the efficiency upgrades to a home and, and, and keep it the way you know, that you want it or enhance it and improve it. So I get that. You know, I, I'm a homeowner too, and so I'm going to acknowledge that. I know that they're concerned about money. Everybody is for the most part. Even those that have it are concerned about it. So I'm also going to frame the possibilities of what price could be. Again, based on the information I have up to this moment. If I know that I've only gotten to do a portion of my job, but the next portion of my job, maybe physically surveying the house and physically surveying the equipment and seeing everything else in the infrastructure, may lead to the price going up, then I have to tell the customer that. I have to tell them that the frame that I'm giving them is based on what I know up to this moment. It could be more or less depending on what we find in your house and the complexity of the situation, the nature of the things that you wanna do, um, and maybe some code deficiencies or safety issues or, or things that are compromised in the functionality like the existing machine because today's high efficiency and advanced technology, and this is part of what I teach in the sales training, today's high efficiency and advanced technology was not designed to work on yesterday's home and on yesterday's duct systems, typically without some modifications to the home as well as the duct system. But this will give you a, a, a broad idea as to where, you know, you know, where the conversation could start.
And that's all you're doing, framing the possibilities based on what you know up to this point. I'm going to share with you the technique on what to do, which is, or the techniques on what to do, which is basically frame it around the industry range and provide some descriptions, which I'll, do, uh, I'll share in a moment. Okay, talk about filters or buyer types, as we'll talk about in another session. Uh, we'll get into the talking about the buyer types, but it's those, those types of people that buy certain things based on a range. Shock and awe. Okay, we start with the highest investment, the highest amount of investment for a complete solution and a premium solution, right? And I show them that, that at, the, at the peak and show that it doesn't have to be that much, right? And I show the entry level and everything in between. That way they can understand. It could be anywhere in that broad, uh, broad scope of the investment. And so that's the shock and all is telling them how much it could be. And they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't think you'd spend $30,000 for a heating and air conditioning system, okay? And then lastly, monthly investment is always before energy and repair cost savings. And I tie that in, especially when I'm talking about price, but also when we eventually talk about money and payment plans with customers. Because again, if I'm replacing something that is energy efficient uh, or not energy efficient with something that is high efficiency uh, and advanced technology, there's gonna be some energy savings. There's gonna be repair, repair cost savings. If I'm putting in something new, then that doesn't play into the equation, right? But the last thing you take into consideration is what we call cognitive bias, okay? There are about 188 cognitive biases that have been diagnosed. Anchoring happens to be one of them. It's a way for us to assimilate information and process it very quickly to make it uh, simple on our brain. And what anchoring is, it's the common human tendency to rely too heavily on the first piece of information that we hear. That becomes the anchor, okay, when making decisions, okay? And it occurs when, uh, when individuals use a piece of information to make subsequent decisions or judgments, if you will. So think about it this way. This happens in your service department probably on a week-to-week -week basis. When a customer calls and you tell them you're going to be out to their house, and you tell them you're going to be out there somewhere between 2 and 4 o'clock, what do you think the customer heard? They heard 2 o'clock. When do you think you're late? In their mind, two o'clock. Now, I understand that your call takers gave them the window of two o'clock. You may have even told them that we'll call you when you're on your way, when, you're on, when, when we're on our way. And, but what they heard is two o'clock, and you're late at 2.01, right? And it's like, I did nothing wrong. I gave you the range, you agreed to the range, and I told you we'd call you when they're on, on, when they're on their way. And sometimes even those customers will call in at two o'clock and say, where's your person? And we said, well, we said we'd be there between two and four, and it's not even three o'clock yet. The problem is the first thing they heard was two o'clock and they also had to be there at two o'clock. So how could we basically give the same exact information in a more meaningful way? And so I'm gonna give you this little nugget so you can solve the problem in your service department, but then we'll talk about how it relates to price. Bill and Susan, we can be out there Thursday no later than four o'clock and possibly as early as two o'clock. It's about a two hour window but we'll definitely be there no later than four o'clock on Thursday. And we can call when we're on our way, right? But no later than four o'clock and as early as two o'clock. And that way you don't have to sit around waiting for us. We'll let you know. We'll give you about a 30 minute head start and let you know when our, our person's on the way. And so that way they know that, okay, well, I gotta be available, but odds are they're not gonna be any later than four. And if you are, we'll call if something happens or we get hung up on a job or there's a, a weather incident or something like that. So give them the first piece of information, the one where you want the anchor, right? We do the same thing when it comes to money, 
right? And so we're gonna uh, define the industry range, if you will. So this is the technique and this is how we do it. This is kind of a script just to kind of give you an idea here. And it says, most homeowners are not aware of the huge range. So a customer may say, well, give me an idea, ballpark, what does this cost? Yeah, most homeowners are not aware of the range, the huge range of choices that uh, a project like this could run. If you were to look at the in, uh, our industry, you would find options from $232 down to $93 a month and everywhere in between. Or, you know, again, if you were to look, you know, talk in terms of the total investment, I like monthly numbers, but uh, if you were to use the, I wouldn't use both, by the way, I'd use monthly numbers alone first. And if they come back, I, I would basically define that range saying, oh, well, that's basically going to be as much as 20,000, but you don't have to spend it. You could spend as little as eight and anywhere in between. Right? And that's before energy and repair costs savings, some of the incentives, because again, you may have some rebates, tax credits, promotional um, uh, marketing incentives that are out there, so forth and so on, right? And that will over, uh, lower your overall investment. Does that range surprise you? Or how does that sound? Does that feel comfortable? You know, without, without making any commitments, whereabouts were you thinking it could be? And more often than not, what I find is when I give them the industry range, I don't say where we are, I say where the range is of the industry, right? Because that tells them where I'm gonna be and probably anybody else. And they may now think, hey, well, I don't have to call other people too. So I'm not comparing myself to others, never do that. All right, so the shock and awe, the high number is first. It could be as much as $232, but see, there's no shock and awe in that. That's as much as a cable and internet bill for the house or two cell phones for the homeowners, right? $93 a month, we're talking $3 a day. 20,000, yeah, that's an ominous number. You could spend as much as, but you don't have to. You could spend as little as, right? The shock and awe number is first, right? And I'm giving them a range that's at a elevated enough level where I know I'm safe based on what I've seen at that moment. And I can qualify that saying, Let's assume I've only been in the house 10 minutes and I haven't seen anything. So I can say all of this and then add into there. Now, Bill and Susan, that's a, a broad industry range based on what I know thus far. And all I know is based, basically the age of the house, the location of the house, and, and roughly having pulled up uh, and knowing this neighborhood somewhat, um, I know roughly the square footage and the types of things we've done for other homeowners in this area. Um, now that range could go up or down depending on things you want to add to the system or things that we have to do for code deficiencies, safety, functional performance issues. Because uh, again, I want to make sure that whatever killed the existing machine, that pre-existing condition and comorbidity gets rectified and remedied before we go ahead and put in the new high efficiency and advanced technology equipment. Because if I don't do that and I don't fix the duct system, if that's something that's necessary, uh, we ultimately may end up creating problems for the new technology. We certainly don't want to do that. So you can see how I can always be safe giving a range. And this has nothing to do specifically with their house and their job, right? Because that's going to be defined by everything that we talk about, everything that I see, everything that I measure, everything that I test, everything that they... Um, that we have to do and everything that they're not aware of that, we gotta do, that we've got to do and everything that they want to do. And they're going to have choices around that. And again, I teach that all of that framework around this piece when you come to the sales classes. So I highly encourage that. Um, the things not to do is don't compare yourself to other companies. Remember, this is an industry range. It's not us versus somebody else. Well, they, they may say, well, somebody else came in at this. Well, again, I'm just defining the industry range, Bill and Susan. I'm not comparing what I'm doing. Again, I haven't seen the entire house yet. But we'll get very specific once we get, you know, once we get to work and we see exactly what's going on. And so I don't back down from it. In addition to that, don't share what you think is the 0% payment. 
use what is considered your lowest payment possible range. Meaning, for example, that, that range there might be based on 6.99% for 12 years. I like that, that uh, payment option. Don't use the 0% payment. That results in a higher payment, number one, and a payment customer, a 0% customer, I should say, is a cash customer. Masquerading as a payment customer. Most of your customers are gonna be payment customers. And again, that low payment, again, it's relative to that cable bill, to that cell phone bill, to that small monthly payment that they have in many areas of their life, okay? Get, don't get into the details about the various payment options that you do offer and any of those other amounts. Again, I'm just giving them a, a range. It's based on the lowest payment possible, uh, based on uh, some financing that we have available or what I call payment options that we have available. Okay, don't fail to mention um, that you are providing a range for the equipment only and that their investment may vary based on the entire scope of work, as, as I already kind of discussed based on those nuances. It's not a budget. There's no such thing as a budget. Don't use the term budget. They don't have a budget for this. They didn't set money aside for this. And again, uh, it's a range. It's an idea as to where they feel comfortable spending or where it could be, the job could be at some point. And again, don't omit a later conversation about money and payment options, and I will talk about that in another crack in the code, but I also talk about that in detail in the sales process uh, in, this, in the um, skills. And don't forget to mention the total energy savings repair costs and incentives that will offset that in payment. Remember, again, there might be some tax credits, might be some uh, rebates from the manufacturer or the utilities, there might be some trade-in allowances that you're offering, maybe it's a buyback on a repair that you did, uh, some other incentives that you're including. So don't forget to do those things. As a member, you're the mission. If you have any questions about price conditioning, feel free to write, reach out to me. Want to help however we can? I'm sure you and your salespeople and your technicians, if you embrace this concept and what it is that you do in the home, you will find that you get way better results and you won't get customers, especially on the service and maintenance side of your business, you know, complaining after the fact about prices. And on the sales side, where we're talking about installation, you're gonna have a lot more customers that are open-minded to listening now to everything else that you have to say, because there's not this dialogue in the back of their brain wondering, how much is this gonna be? How much is this gonna be? Right? Because you've already acknowledged that. Now they can open, uh, listen openly and clearly, and they're gonna hear uh, more of what you've got to say with an open mind and an open heart, and maybe be more readily accepting of it, and your closing ratios and your average tickets will go up as a result of it, and they're gonna feel good about doing business with you, because as I always say, it's not about what a customer spends, it's how they feel about what they spend. So embrace the conversation of money, don't run away from it. Make it easy for your customer, and you'll make it easy for yourself. Until next time. Thank you, Mr. Drew Cameron, we appreciate that. Always amazing content, always amazing advice. Now listen, be sure and share this on Facebook, and if you're not a member, I want you to click the link and sign up for a free trial. It's a 30-day free trial. You get access to all of our content, and I guarantee you, if you follow the advice, if you take the courses, you will take your company to new places, new amounts of success. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.